Did you know that we're exposed to thousands of commercial messages every day? And are you aware that consumers tend to trust what influencers say about brands much more than what brands say about themselves? When brands need to cut through the noise and reach consumers, influencer channels offer an unrivaled space to create genuine, meaningful dialogue and connect directly with consumers on their terms. Welcome to Influencer Marketing Talks, a podcast brought to you by Cure Media, a leading influencer marketing company for fashion brands. This is your weekly podcast to understand more about influencer marketing and why it's such a powerful channel when it comes to building trust in your target group. Every Wednesday, we'll cover topics such as how to build a successful influencer marketing strategy, how to measure the effects, the role of influencer marketing in the overall media mix, and of course, the latest trends and insights on what's up in the influencer marketing and social media sphere. And we know you're busy, so every episode is right around 15 minutes. Perfect to tune into on your morning walk, during your morning routine, or on your way to and from work. Join us and our expert guests to stay up to date and take your marketing strategy to the next level with influencer marketing. The world's fastest growing marketing method. I'm Sana Oudmark. And I'm Frida Ekholm. And this is Influencer Marketing Talks. Hello and welcome to Influence Marketing Talks, a podcast brought to you by Cure Media, the leading and award-winning influence marketing agency for fashion, home and beauty brands. This is your weekly podcast to learn more about consumer behavior in the digital age and of course all things influence marketing in right around 15 minutes. I am your host today, I'm Frida Ekholm, and I am super excited to have the co-founder and CMO of Common Clouds, Maria Algren, with me in the studio. Common Clouds is the brand on a mission to normalize acne, famous for their cloud and moon-shaped pimple patches, but also many more loved and award-winning products on the roster. Hello, Maria, and welcome to the podcast. So today we will talk beauty and common clouds. Uh, yeah. Can you start by telling us briefly about common clouds, yourself and your role at the company? Sure. So uh, common clouds is uh, what we call Scandinavia's first skin positive skincare brand. And I will get back a little bit later to why we say it that way. Um, I am one of the uh, three founders. It's me and Helena and Kaisa. Uh, and um, my background is in beauty. And I have been working as a beauty journalist and beauty editor and author of a couple of beauty books. Uh, and also a copywriter and concept creative within beauty for uh, over 10 years. So I live and breathe beauty and uh, am completely obsessed with uh, skin. And uh, I think my obsession with skin, it's, 
it's looking at skin in a very holistic way and sort of acknowledging how skin is this big, amazing communication board for what's going on inside and both inside of our bodies, but also inside of our minds and uh, the connection between skin and mental well-being is extremely intriguing to me and that's also uh, one of the reasons why why the the brand became what it is uh, so uh, a few years ago uh, during the pandemic as for everyone else things slowed down a little bit and uh, when the whole world was more or less shutting down and there was a big uncertainty and people started switching over to digital uh, working as well like there was a lot of conversation going on in the in the beauty and skincare world about how stress and anxiety affects our skin but also how we are affected uh, by seeing our own you know ourselves in a video all day long and there was a rise in what was called the body dysmorphia and skin dysmorphia that you sort of become obsessed with your appearance and uh, during this period uh, I I dug quite deep into the subject and in articles and so on and and somewhere along the line you know it just it it hit me like I want I want to I want to do something with acne and I have had acne myself and when I had acne um as an adult I was beauty editor and uh, I was um at the time a quite well-known beauty profile and I was so ashamed that I had acne and it really affected me in so many ways I I turned down going to events and social things and so on so so something started to marinate and my best friend Helena she's an art director and we have been working together before Uh, she's uh, done my books as well and we started toying around with the idea like can we build something like this universe built around clouds where we use the cloud as a metaphor for pimples but also for the dark and difficult things in life and how they come and go and that nothing is forever like pimples on your skin dark minds is eh, sorry dark thoughts in your mind and uh and everything else, it, it will, it will pass. Can we, can we build something inviting and friendly? And, and, um, we, um, and we thought that pimple patches would be a very, very good place to start. I understand. I understand. It's so fun to hear. And I've actually tried your pimple patches and they are amazing. Thank you. <laughs> they are so thin that you could have your makeup over. The pimple patches, and that's amazing. They are actually really, really amazing. And uh, and when we started drawing on these pimple patches, and somewhere along in in 2020, we we also uh, got Kaisa on board, who is our CEO. So it's me, Helena, and Kaisa. And Kaisa, she has a background in product development and supply chain and logistics. So, so thanks to her, we could actually manufacture this little 
cloud. And uh, we work with um, a super small factory in Korea. Like we love them to bits. They they usually do or they they only do wound care and like bandages mm-hmm. for hospitals and and wound care and you know bandages that you find in the pharmacy. And uh, so so we are actually the first cosmetic company that they are working with. And uh, so uh, Helena, she drew the cloud and she and the team, the biotech engineers in Korea, they worked so hard to get the beveled edges. So they are, you know, they blend seamlessly into skin and uh, and also the shape of a cloud. It's quite nice because the... the, the Flat bottom make that you um, make that you can do. You can put them next to your nose uh, line or your hairline or lip line, and so it's it's both a functional, invisible, and of course the symbol for the for that all drama will pass. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. I actually remember the first time I tried pimple patches. I think I bought them in the US. Yeah, and they were like pink stars and hearts <laughs> and you know <laughs> and you had them on the, like when you went to bed obviously because like I looked like a clown uh, going to bed <laughs> and my boyfriend was like what <laughs> what have you done <laughs> I was like it's pimple patches <laughs> I do love that there's also like fun options out there and, and at very very early on the in our company days, we did think about doing them white, like white clouds. But we did uh, we did uh, quite many focus groups and uh, a lot of, lot of research. And since our main market is Sweden and Scandinavia, people here they they want them to be invisible. So, but who knows? Maybe we will do them in color or maybe glitter because we yeah thing like that you. The whole concept with common clouds is to take the shame away and the stigma away from acne. Yeah, and, and, that's, that in, and that's something that, uh, like the whole uh, the whole brand, the, the the like ethos of the whole brand is removing stigma and shame around acne. So I mean, it's it would be sort of beautiful to have pimple patches that you know that that are also invisible. Like I'm wearing my pimples with pride, but maybe. Uh, Maybe uh, the market here is not quite ready for it yet. (laughs) We'll see in the future. (laughs) So moving further into the questions, you are a new beauty brand in an industry of beauty that is extremely competitive. And you're also targeting Gen Z, which is uh, many marketers and brands say they are a tricky audience, which, which I could agree on also. But how could could you share some specific tactics or creative strategies that has proven a lot of success for you in reaching these generations? Yeah, sure. Um, we we said from the beginning, like both me and Kaisa, we have been working in the beauty industry for for many years, um, and we said we don't want to be another beauty brand because it's such a saturated market. So. So Common Clouds is a super, like a hyper niche brand. We we only target like acne prone and sensitive skin. And um, and in when we develop our products, like we we think it's function first. So so what really um, uh, 
brings the consumers to common clouds is that we make highly functional products for one very specific concern. So I think that's that's the basis, I think, in in our I don't know if you call it this creative strategy or brand strategy, but being being hyper niche and staying in that niche and not going all over the place. And because there's so many trends coming and going and every week there's a new it product. So it's like, let's not go into that. Let's stay super focused in our lane and, uh, and only develop uh, products that, that really address this concern that we are looking at. And then also that from the beginning, we said that we have, we have uh, two, two brand missions, really. So uh, one, but, but they go together, of course. But so one is to, to break the stigma around acne and how, and the narrative around acne. And, and we do that a lot, both in our written and our visual communications. We have decided not to use any value-driven words, for example, in marketing, like anti-blemish or imperfections and so on. Uh, like if you have, if you have acne, uh, and this was truly the case for me when I had acne, I still want to open my bathroom cabinet and feel like I have a lovely, glossy ritual or routine in front of me. I don't want to see words like anti-imperfections and be reminded that I am something, you know, not perfect. Like, you are human, you have real skin, that's, that's really it. And, uh, and also visually, that we, we never retouch, of course, but we also never change the mood in our before and after images. For example, if you have, you know, sad before and happy after like we want to like you you're you are the same human being no matter where your skin is at like there's no before and after it's just a journey and it will fluctuate that's normal that skin so I think staying true to that and then also of course the mission is to make the highly functional products um, that are science-backed and very very heavily research-backed and also barrier friendly and so we we really like put a lot of effort into making very few but highly functional products so that's probably like to to get that basis so so having product and brand really clear before you know doing a lot of strategies on top of that is that is that uh, an answer to your question (laughs) yeah definitely and I think it's very interesting when you say like very niched beauty brand. I think a lot of beauty brands need to go very niched as well because there's so many brands to choose from and you really need to find, you know, the the right audience for you and how to stay relevant for them because otherwise you will be too too all over the place. You were asking about the, the Gen Z and the TikTok generation. And I mean, if there's something we know for certain is that most young people... Uh, like over 90% of all people will have acne at some point of their life. And it often starts in puberty and throughout your teens. So, uh, so it's a very like pimples are very, very relevant problem uh, for, for young people. And that's, uh, and, and that's probably uh, why it's very TikTok friendly because it's uh, simply addressing a problem that, that the audience of TikTok many of them share and yeah. we think 
simple patches, it's also very satisfying because you can do a, a lot of before and after content with them. You know, you put on the patch and you wait uh, six, eight hours or overnight, and then you remove it and you have all this gunk coming out. It's very <laughs> satisfying. So it's really good, like TikTok product. Yeah, yeah it's very TikTok friendly. And I know yeah. you have, have had a massive success on TikTok. Yeah, we did. And that was, again, like, because uh, 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 a big Swedish uh, skinfluencer, uh, he did a video on back knee or back acne and uh, and spoke about our BHA toner cloud water, which I could also talk about for hours. It's like the product of my dreams. It's like liquid meditation for skin, but... Uh, but this really resonated with a target audience. And I think almost 1 million people have seen his video to date and wow. it sold out in weeks. So we are actually really stressed about it being out of stock. And, and, uh, like we're calling the supply like every day, like we need it now, now, now. <laughs> Uh, that's a good problem though (laughs) (laughs) good problem but it really shows like how important it is to make you know relevant problem uh, problem solving products and at the end of the day you have to formulate products that work like product first marketing second yeah otherwise people will buy your products once and then they won't come back Exactly. And, uh, and we are a lot about building community. And once you have become a, a cloud babe, as we call our customers, and like we really want to treat you and uh, invite you to be a test pilot and get, you know, previews on products and, and so on and keeping, and keeping our community close. And that's really important for a small, for a small brand. So we have, we have uh, actually very, very many returning customers, which is which is lovely. <laughs> That's fantastic. Yeah. And while while talking about like TikTok and so, one of your strategies I know have been working with nano and micro influencers, like very niched influencers, which of course has grown in popularity because of their authenticity, expertise, and credibility. How how have you worked with influencers in your approach? Yeah, that's uh, that's true, and we're we're a super small brand still, uh, and uh, we have tiny budgets compared to the big brands. So uh, so we are working a lot with micro and nano influencers and creating sort of inviting them into our inner circle. So we are we are we try to be. Very generous, of course, with seeding and gifting, but also inviting the influencers into our world and like giving them samples of upcoming products and doing like small intimate events. And, and I think also as a small brand, we can, we, we can uh, do this in another way. Like it's, it doesn't have to be a major influencer brunch or event like but we can invite like small groups but I mean also to be honest I have been a journalist at uh, at fashion many fashion magazines for 10 years and mainly L so I also have a very good network of course and have met many throughout the years and in well at events and many are personal friends as well Um, but I think like 
beauty opinion makers are so important. And when we formulate products, I like even when it's, you know, the first lab samples, like one year before the product is even close to being finished, I try to involve some some of the skinfluencers and like, okay, we have like what directions should go, should you, which one do you like? We have different samples and la la la. So you try to invite them. So for us, that has been like keeping it small and close and but also being generous, of course, with gifting and reaching out. We want to be a really inclusive brand. Yeah, that's super interesting in approach. Like all brands, most brands start as a small brand and then you need to find the ways to go forward when you don't have the big budgets and the big teams. But it's a very interesting journey and I think you can learn a lot from it. Yes, I think so. Yes. Too. Even though it's sometimes we are like, oh my God, I wish we had a team, wish we had a budget. <laughs> but yeah. we're figuring it out. It's uh, yeah. it's almost like uh, when when I was young, before I started working with uh, magazines, we did like fan scenes, like small, like <laughs> homemade magazines. It's almost like that. And then you move into getting bigger and bigger. And yeah. 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 So Maria, I, I added this question, uh, but I really, as you're a beauty expert, I really need to hear your thoughts on the three beauty trends for fall. What's up? What's up? Oh, the, the trends are of course changing, I think, <laughs> on a daily yeah. basis on, on uh, TikTok. Uh, but the the big uh, like major trends, I think, uh, like barrier health. It's just growing and growing that we we really need to, like everything starts with a good and healthy barrier, and being mindful about how we treat our skin and not over treating it. So barrier health will definitely be like a trend now, but also next year. And this is also shown a lot how we are working with ingredients. There's uh, like, for example, uh, pre and pro and postbiotics that balance the microflora, but also calming and strengthening ingredients like ceramides and so on. And, um, and then, of course, like retinol. I know you and me, we spoke about retinol before. Like it's... it's uh, it's always engaging people with retinol. I mean, it is the most magical that we have in, in skincare. And people are always looking for new and non-irritating retinols. And this is something we are launching in a few months, like a new Ooh. type of retinol molecule, which is super exciting. That's interesting. I will definitely add to cart yes. and try it out. Yes. And it's also uh, it's also a very science-backed ingredient, and that's also a trend. I think we are moving into like away from the whole clean beauty, like natural versus science-backed, and just going for science-backed. You can have science-backed ingredients from nature and from the lab. And then I think multifunctional products. Uh, that uh, sort of taps into the skin minimalist trend that you want fewer products, but they do, they, they have many functions. So uh, that's probably also, and we see a lot of hybrid products like where skincare meets makeup and, 
And also, I was in Japan a few uh, months ago. I used to live in Tokyo, so I go back quite often. And they have always been about double cleansing with oil first and then a water-based cleanser. And now more and more brands in Asia are doing like double cleansers in one, which is like like quite fun because that's our our latest or our only cleanser, Cloud Wash, has that function actually that it dissolves both oil and water-based uh, impurities from your skin. Mm-hmm. So uh, so you get like two products in one. So that sounds wonderful. Also, add to cart. <laughs> I need to do some skincare shopping after this. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Big thanks, Maria, for joining me for this episode and sharing a lot of inspiration and valuable insights on beauty and what's up for the fall. Thank you so much, Frida. Thank you for having me. This brings us to the end of another episode of Influencer Marketing Talks. If you want to continue staying up to date on our weekly podcast episodes, influence marketing content, and what's up on the consumer marketing scene, make sure you follow us on our social media platforms at Cure Media. <laughs>